Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Deeker. And I'm Rebecca Hines. And Lisa, one of the most fun things about this summer series is the energy that everybody's bringing. And I know today's guest is going to bring it. Who do we have? Oh, so we have with us today, Nicole Warren from Chance to Dance. And we are so excited, Nicole, to not only hear your personal story, but your professional dance story. And so welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited <laughs> to be All here. All right. So we're also excited. She's a UCF alum. We just have to plug that one more time, um, University of Central Florida. But uh, really, Nicole, can you share with us a little bit about your story about how you got started with Chance to Dance? And then we'll ask you a few more questions about your organization. Absolutely. So I grew up dancing um, from the age of three. I ran into a pole and lost all the nerve endings in my front two teeth. So I was very insecure and had very terrible confidence. And I also um, was had, am diagnosed ADHD. So my parents put me in dance. And um, fast forward, I graduated from the University of Central Florida in 2011 with my bachelor's in education. And after graduating, I decided I still wanted to pursue dancing. And I on the side wanted to use my education degree while I went back to college. So I got what I thought was a tutoring job that was in reality a personal care assistant job. And I was caring for a young man with severe cerebral palsy. His name was Kirk and he was 18 years old and I was feeding him, bathing him, changing his diapers. Um, it was kind of a surreal experience for me and he came and watched me perform. Um, in college at a dance performance and he made auditory noises to let me know that he recognized me and to let me know that he knew who I was and that planted the seed. And I started um, the nonprofit organization Chance to Dance here in Central Florida um, in 2016. And we are currently Central Florida's only inclusive and accommodative dance organization with full whole access um, programming for children, youth and adults with varying needs, exceptionalities and disabilities. Um, yeah, that's, that's the long and short of it. <laughs> and, I, and I know, um, I know that, that, that you're, you're driven by this personal experience that really led you to see somebody who had really significant needs. I think one thing that's impressive about your, your website is that you, you really demonstrate a full understanding of people of all types of abilities. Um, I appreciated that there was even a social story on yeah. your going to class for Chance to Dance. So do you specialize in a particular population or you customize for individuals? Um, great question. A little bit of a loaded question. So we have multiple programs. Um, I'll focus on our studio programs to answer your question. Um, the classes are how we offer them. We try to base them around age and then level and then style. Um, we've created our own programming that we hope to codify and replicate so that we can um, share inclusive dance programming. Um, but for right now, we're starting a pilot program called the Moves Program, M-O-V-E-Z, where small steps lead to big moves and they get um, reinforcement rewards and stuff like that, an individualized dance plan so that we can cater to their individual needs. But we also have generic group classes for those who... Um, are a little bit more hands-on, one-on-one needed, but we provide dance classes to anyone and everyone of all abilities, backgrounds, ages, diversities, beliefs, what have you. We have the entire gamut from 
autism spectrum to Down syndrome to POTS syndrome to cerebral palsy, nonverbal, deaf, blind, the whole range of um, exceptionalities. Well, that's that's exciting, and I think beyond dance, if I if I've looked correctly, you also do stage performances. Can you talk to me a little more about that and what that might entail? If I want to not just dance but also perform, what does that look like? So we do an annual production in the winter, which is an inclusive retelling, and we take a popular story like The Nutcracker or Charlie Brown Christmas, and we completely rewrite this story to be an inclusive retelling where the characters are identified with varying um, backgrounds and needs as the lead characters. And so we wanna showcase that you can have a quality performance and production with any individual, not just typical individuals. So even neurodivergent or cognitively different, they can offer and provide a really beautiful performance. And that production would usually happens in our um, winter season. Oh, but I think you also asked, how would you do that? You would have to just take some classes at the studio. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay, got it. Got it. And what about cost? Is there a cost involved and a time frame? Like, would parents uh, want to have fun with their kids and drop them off for some dance classes? Is it 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour? And is it one week, two weeks, three weeks? And what what's the range I would have to be looking at to have this wonderful experience? So the goal of Chance to Dance is equal arts opportunities. And so with equality, we want to mirror um, a traditional dance studio, a traditional dance school. So we run um, season round and we do it semester wise. So we follow the school calendar schedule and we do our fall season is August to December. Our spring season is January to May. And then of of course, summer is June to July. And the parents do pay a tuition, um, a very reduced cost dance price because we are a nonprofit, but each program, studio program costs a different rate. So if you're going to take just a general combo group class, that's not inclusive of an individual dance plan where we're creating and working towards your individualized goals, that's $50 a month. Um, The Moves program, which has those um, components to it is $65 a month. And then our performance team which is the group that we take to the community. They're independently able to perform on stage. They don't need us to hold their hands or anything. They're able to do formations and whatnot. And they are our community group who showcase um, throughout the year. They compete against typical kids at regional competitions. And that program is $165, but it's by invite and audition only um, because they have to be able to self-manage on stage and in different venues. And and honestly, part of in Part of inclusion is, you know, that is, that's what neurotypical kids do. That's what other kids do. You know, at some point you do, if you're going to compete, then you're, you know, you're going to reach a ceiling potentially. So I I sometimes remind people that, oh, if it feels like, oh, but my kid didn't get to go and be a part of the elite group, that's anybody who has kids who play sports or anything else know you you know, you reach your ceiling and you learn that you do this because you love it. So I'm, I'm, I applaud the opportunities and, and the idea that we, that you give students access to the very highest level and yeah, I appreciate those, that those yeah. who can achieve it. Um, if, do you do anything with the schools or do you, um, do you guys offer opportunities with the school or after school programs, or is that anything you've thought about doing? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, in 2018, I designed Enchanted Dance, built out the state of Florida's first sensory-friendly dance studio. But prior to that, um, our inception was 2016. And the way that I started the entire organization was just walking up to a charter school or a private school or a vocational location and um, just saying, hi, I'm Nicole. I just started this nonprofit. Can I offer free dance classes? And so these organizations would take me in and I would just give free classes and then it turned into a relationship and then we were creating contract agreements. So that is how Chance to Dance started was in the school systems, um, mostly the charter private school, um, preparatory schools, vocational locations and municipalities and different organizations who cater to the special needs community, not as much the public school system. Um, but we have done many different workshops and events and residencies throughout all of the greater Central Florida, Orlando region, um, multiple counties that, yeah, we've, we do it and we still do it. We have um, about 12 partnerships that we provide on-site locations where our teachers go to them during their normal day week programming. And that um, we can do a workshop, one day thing, a residency, a short-term four to eight week thing, or we do um, a season agreement, which is like the school calendar year. We run August to May. That's, that's really exciting. And I see on your site a place for volunteers and donors. So if I were, you know, had the energy to dance, uh, what would I do to volunteer and what, what maybe training would do you give your volunteers or what might that look like? So uh, to be a volunteer, you just register on our website and we have a volunteer form. Um, and then we have a little orientation where you, you meet me and you, uh, a very minimal interview just to make sure like we've, it's all kosher and we have good vibes. Um, and then we give you uh, like an, a waiver a liability agreement. And then we give you some tricks to the trade, but mostly you're not ever alone with the individuals, with our dancers as a volunteer. Um, all of our staff is inclusion and special needs certified professional dancers with higher education degrees. So they would be the ones who are hands-on and leading and telling the volunteer how they can best assist and support in class. Or we also have volunteer opportunities at performances, fundraisers, a little bit of everything. So if you're needing some student volunteer hours uh, as a high school student and you're a dancer, uh, this would be a great opportunity. And, And I think my last question would be how, what if I'm not, in the backyard where Chance to Dance is and I want to get this started. I love your thought of just offering some dance lessons. So that's great if you're a dancer. What if it's the flip side and I'm the parent of a kid with a disability in another county, country, state? What what might you suggest to get started? How might you suggest they forge that? Or can they reach out to you and start a you know partnership? What would that look like? Right. So what we actually have been doing, um, I mentioned the moves program earlier, that is a codified program that will have modules and trainings. And we are also um, creating a replicable training manual and workbook so that we can create a certification program for Chance to Dance so that you can be Chance to Dance certified and take your certification and get a badge and you're, and we, I would love to create a sister studio type relationship because if Chance to Dance can't repopulate because of overhead and a nonprofit, if other studios have their teachers go through our training process and follow our modules and our lesson plans and everything that we've created that has worked for us 
and is proving beneficial to the whole person, um, their cognitive, physical, emotional, social development, then they would eventually be dubbed or badged a sister studio and they would be able to use our resources. But right now we're just now, cause I was just able to fundraise to hire real employees this year <laughs> instead of just me. So now instead of just, you know, contract employee teaching staff, we have real employees doing behind the scenes stuff that will really help expedite our growth. And so that's the next step. So as of right now, I would say just shoot us an email, um, which you can find on our website because the project has, is not hundred percent done, but hopefully this time next year we'll, we will be launching. And that's, that's great. It's so needed and it's so difficult for people sometimes to take that first step. So it's great that there's resources like you guys out there. To- uh, so my, my final question is, you know, if I'm a parent or a teacher and, and I have some space, whether it's a small classroom in my school or someplace, you know, in my home to create a sensory friendly dance area, what, what type of things might I include? Um, I always go through the list of like, what are your top key senses? So sight, sound, hearing, taste, and touch. Um, and so for sight, I usually would recommend and encourage and consult that they use color theory. So all of our branding and everything around our studio is all based around color theory, colors that would enhance and encourage positive moods, um, uh, bright blues, but not a dark, harsh blue type yellow makes you feel warm, embraced and loved and cared for. So that, that's one of the things we take into account. If you're not going to paint your walls, you could definitely add some um, curtains or fixtures to create that color ambiance. Um, you definitely want some padded floors or some matted floors, um, depending on how, if they are a child who has self-inflicting harm um, instances or occurrences, you can also put mats around the room on the walls. So if they run into walls or whatnot, that could be a safety feature. Um, we use aromatherapy also in the room. So a diffuser just for that, that, um, is it all of all olfactory for your smell, your sense of smell. (laughs) Um, just because that also kind of rezones and sets and lets you know that if you're, even if you're in your house, that smell, a different smell will create a new space and atmosphere for you. Um, and then considering different props that you can use colorful balls, textured balls, props, music, whatever they really enjoy, like cater and accommodate whatever music choices to their preferences. So those are just a few things um, that we do, but we have many other features here at our studio in Maitland. Those are great suggestions. Thanks. Yeah. And I noticed you have a great on this, the website, your sensory friendly list, as well as a good uh, video of the studio. So we encourage folks to come out and look at your site, Chance to Dance. And Nicole, we are so appreciative of you joining us on our podcast to talk about another way to have fun this summer. Absolutely. And registration is now open for fall 2022. <laughs> oh, we love it. We love it. Well, make sure you register early and get it, get that space. So thank you. And if you have further questions for us, please send us a um, question on our Facebook at Practical Access, or you could tweet us at Access Practical. Thank you again, Nicole, for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm so Thanks, glad. Nicole. Thank you.